The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and thanks for joining us this week. On the Healthcare Wrap, we talk about the new digital transformation of healthcare that's happening right here, right now, right in front of us. This is an exciting time to be involved with the digital transformation because the healthcare experience is finally becoming about consumers and innovation. If you want to be a part of it, then this is the place for you. We're going to help you find your place in this new movement, and you'll be one of the ones leading meaningful change. Each week, we speak with leaders who are part of this movement. We share tips on shifting the way that healthcare is experienced and the backstage strategies to stay ahead of the curve in your marketing operations and technology. This is episode number 134. We're now in season four, which is all about digital innovation, where digital intersects other disciplines that have huge implications for marketing, but aren't necessarily considered MarTech. Things like telemedicine, voice, and AI. One resource we provide to help you become an agent of change is the Shift.Health Content Network. Shift.Health is an influential thought leadership platform. It currently includes 25 podcasts and video series. These are the programs that are shaping the future healthcare experience. They include our video chat series called The Resilience Journey. It was created for everyone who's struggling with an unexpected job change, a derailed career plan, or unfulfilling work. Join me as I uncover the unexpected moments in the career journeys of admirable leaders like Joe Polizzi, the founder of Content Marketing Institute, or Linda McCracken from Accenture. We dig into the moments in their careers that we don't often hear about. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to shift.health to go see our member podcasts and our video series. Everything there is free and available on demand. So here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about becoming visionaries and asking questions that Google can't answer. Then we've got Sean Lane from Olive in the house to tell us about the state of AI and healthcare. Lots of good stuff coming up for you in this episode. So you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. The world has enough experts. What we need are visionaries. That was the theme of Andrew Davis's Content Marketing World keynote, and it was a game changer for me. In a delightfully entertaining video, he described how so many people have taken advantage of the blessing of social media to declare themselves as experts, that it is now a curse where we're overrun with experts. So to differentiate yourself, you need to be a visionary. What's the difference? An expert follows a path laid out by someone else. It always requires more experience and more time. A visionary embarks on a quest, an arduous search that's sparked by answering a question that Google cannot answer. 
How do you know you might be a visionary? Do you feel a slight irk whenever industry best practices are the bar that you're compared against? Do you feel some cognitive dissonance when being rewarded for following existing paths rather than exploring new ones? Are you turning blue in the face trying to explain to the laggards in your organization why they could be on the wrong side of the next blockbuster video moment? It's a tricky balance within incumbent organizations, many of which are latching onto any semblance of the past because it's familiar, and they think it's still going to work when we're eventually, truly, in a post-pandemic place. But the past isn't good for much anymore, at least at face value. So maybe it's time to embark on a quest of your own. As you bring others along on the journey, your value will increase, and your thinking will stand out. Here are some questions I ask every day and will continue to embark on the quest for answers. First, is it actually possible to give people the healthcare experience that they want? Second, how do we incentivize healthcare organizations to keep people healthy instead of just treating them when they're sick? Third, why are only 15% of healthcare organizations making any progress with digital transformation? Fourth, how do we help consumers get screened, tested, and stop putting off care? Fifth, can the healthcare experience be both what's best for the consumer and for the business? And finally, how do we educate marketers to get better at their jobs? These are all questions that Google certainly cannot answer. What's yours? How will you start to become a visionary within your organization? You don't need all the answers. Just start moving. We need you. And that's the flavor of the Week. All right. Hey, listeners. So Sean Lane is in the house today. Sean's the CEO of Olive, which is a really fantastic, exciting company that, as they say, is building healthcare's AI workforce. And we're going to dive into what that means. But first off, welcome, Sean. How are you doing today? Great, Jared. How are you? Good to be here. I'm doing fantastic. I love this thought of even what that means. Here's a perfect place for us to start in terms of, I don't hear a whole lot of people even using terms like building healthcare's AI workforce. I just love this thought. I'm excited to dive in on a couple of different levels here. But first and foremost, I would love to get to know you a little bit better. Tell us something that's out there. Some Lately, you know, what the question, I've, kind of the icebreaker I've been using with people is, is there anything that has gone right this year? Because <laughs> sometimes it's a little hard to think of, but as something that's either gone right or, or has been interesting or surprising in, in maybe a good way this year. Yeah, well, I will say, you know, obviously lots of difficulties this year, you know, as a nation, as a world, as, as, as a planet. I mean, a lot of things that, a lot of difficulties and jobs and economics and health. But, you know, we've been super fortunate at all of, we've grown quite considerably this year. We've added almost 300 people. We've added a whole bunch of customers. We're able to pitch in and help health systems as they endure through the challenges of a global pandemic. We've introduced new products. We've brought in new funding. We've grown at a faster pace than we anticipated. So, you know, amidst the global pandemic where we know a lot of people are suffering and enduring a lot of challenges, uh, we've been able to grow the company and we've been very fortunate to to have opportunity to help. That's been pretty great. So I think it's safe to say that that Olive has kind of been a bright spot in the industry, you know, based on that, right? I mean, you know, not not trying to be self-serving at all, but that's love hearing stories where we can point to things as saying, look, look, things are, yeah, growth is happening. Job growth is happening. The way we're able to help people is happening and growing. So very cool. What a great way to kind of think about what's happening in the industry. And like I said, we want to talk about and 
kind of maybe start with a backing out and, and look at what's the state of the state of, of healthcare AI anyway. I know it's, it is one of those things for me, at least, and for, for a lot of folks, you know, having been on a, a digital team at a hospital or at a health system or those who are now, they're looking at, at things, uh, they're constantly looking at tools and trying to understand how those tools can help them do their jobs better. And the, the very thought of what Olive is, uh, what you've built, and how it helps are all interesting points here. And that so... All of this together, this is going to be the topic of our rap battle. So let's dive right on in. Rap battle. The rap battle is where we challenge the status quo in healthcare, especially when it comes to digital engagement. And when we think about the tools that are involved there, we have to understand first and foremost, kind of what the vision is, how any certain tool can help us with things. And so, Sean, here's here's a place for us to start is kind of giving us a state of the state of healthcare AI. So here we are looking back at so many months of the pandemic for many of us, uh, many more months than we were expecting at the beginning of it. And now we're looking back at that in the in the mirror, in the rearview mirror. And now we're looking ahead to seeing another kind of uh, wave of unknown, I guess is the best way to say it. So here we are in the middle of all that, and you've been able to grow this thing. So what's the state of state? Like, what would you say about AI and healthcare in general? What has changed this year? There's two approaches to AI and healthcare. One is to take uh, really hard science like deep learning and apply it very narrowly to really hard problems. And that has been the place where most people gravitate. And there's the other approach, which is let's use some of the most fundamental basics of AI and machine learning to provide not narrow, but wide application to not necessarily the most challenging problems, but maybe the biggest problems like hospital administration and operations, claims and insurance and things like that. So we at Olive have taken the kind of wide approach saying like, let's build AI workers that can apply across a, a no, numerous areas within healthcare operations and health system operations. And the pandemic has proven to be a time where this is needed more than we ever anticipated, right? Because when it started, a lot of human workers kind of stood up out, out of their desks and walked out, you know, leaving some processes undone, leaving work on the table that created this mountain of work that needed to get done. And Olive was able to step in and, and apply the tools and the processes and the software that we built to dig out of that mountain of work. So Olive, you know, is working on this really wide application of things across hospital operations versus the very narrow application. So I think what healthcare is seeing is these wide applications can have really, really major impact. And that fundamentally generates resources and then those resources can be reapplied to some of those more narrow, complex tasks. And we're actually seeing that happening across the board in major health systems from coast to coast. So that kind of sounds like a, a win for everybody all around. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's so interesting. I, 
I can't wait as we kind of normalize the thought of AI, I guess is where I'm headed with this in my own thought process of being able to talk about an AI worker as if it is, you know, a human worker and understand the the benefit of, of being able to augment a workforce that way and start referring to an AI worker, you know, as if it's somebody who an actual person, but but understand the difference. I think this is very clearly where where the industry's headed and where it's where it needs to head. And we've got to find ways to, whenever everyone talks about these systemic issues that are keeping healthcare from progressing in any way, when we look at you know the quote unquote healthcare system, you know, when, when people talk in broad terms with broad strokes, they don't tend to think in any particular silo of the system. They're just thinking about the whole thing. Yeah, hey, I had a rotten experience or somebody I know had a rotten experience. So the whole system must be terrible. And I see this as an opportunity to be a bright spot for healthcare, like for the quote unquote system, like for for an experience for any individual patient to say, that wasn't as bad this time. Like, And they don't know why, but maybe it's because all this uh, this is happening in the background. Hey there, listeners. If you're all about listening to your website visitors to learn more about how to improve your website experience, then G Site is for you. G Site is a suite of digital improvement tools that capture the voice of the digital customer. Hi, I'm Rob Klein, co founder of G Site and founder and CEO of Klein and Partners, a market research and brand consulting firm dedicated to helping hospitals and health systems find their brand voice. I co-developed this service offering with the team at Greystone.net several years ago. G-Site helps you prioritize and focus your website improvement and enhancement efforts. It's a suite of solutions, including a pop-up website experience survey tool, a user-friendly dashboard and reporting tool, a user behavior tracking tool, expert consulting services, and more. What if I told you that 8% of your visitors have a new negative opinion of your brand after visiting your website? Now multiply that number by the total number of annual visitors. Does that number scare you? If so, go to www.graystone.net forward slash G site to learn more about how we can help and sign up for an introductory overview. Hope to speak with you soon. So Sean, so tell us about All of Helps, which is kind of the latest release, the latest new tool that is that is out there. Tell us about that. We looked at this workforce, this AI workforce, and we said very early on that we can't just create AI workers that work kind of alone in the servers by themselves at night asynchronously. We have to create AI workers that work right alongside human workers. We had to create AI workers that would you know, be present and manifest themselves on the desktop as the human workers working. We needed to turn human workers into superhuman workers. We needed to give them all the tools and, and data they needed and to, to perform really well. And we realized that healthcare wisdom, healthcare knowledge, like how to, how to get a claim paid or what kind of tests to run on a particular set of uh, symptoms or you know, what kind of diagnosis to apply to a particular symptoms, that wisdom was out there, but it's super disaggregated, right? So it's like, it's like uh, the movie industry before Netflix, right? Where there or any other aggregation or content aggregation tool was. So we said, let's aggregate that wisdom. Let's go find those tools and tips and tricks and techniques and procedures and best practices, and let's bottle them up in a platform 
that is built with a community of builders with, you know, people from other companies and our company and other industry, you know, within our industry. And then let's provide that wisdom to the human human worker precisely when they need it. And we do that by really watching the human worker work. And we see like, oh, they're on this website, they're they're typing in this 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 drug or they're they're looking at this procedure. And then at that time precisely, we, you know, all of whispers to them information they need. You know, maybe it's what drug to put it to fill in or or what code or uh, could be a you know procedure code or a diagnosis code or a drug code. It could be typing in an, an email address or the right address for a patient or their, or maybe even you know surfacing a bill that they owe or some other piece of information. So we thought if we could do that, if we could, if Olive could whisper this information to the human worker, that we could have a really big impact. And and that's what Olive Helps is about. So Olive Helps registrars, Olive Helps. RevCycle analysts, all of helps clinicians, all of helps nurses, all of helps caseworkers and case managers and and care coordinators. So, all of helps is the is a platform that is all about bringing that AI worker into the forefront with the human worker, so they can work together. This is really exciting. I, I just got to say, you know, having been on that side, uh, having been on the the digital side and and having at least you know a, a look inside you know behind the curtain to know what types of processes have to happen to make all the different pieces of the business work i see so much potential here i see so much opportunity to innovate and i'm wondering from from your perspective when we kind of back this out what do you think is one of the biggest opportunities for innovation in general like when we when we look at the healthcare experience where do you hope to see more innovation right now? I think that we have to figure out a way to share data across different applications and different systems, and we need to put the patient in the middle of it. So innovation around data sharing, and, and we've talked about this a ton, like too much actually, <laughs> over the you know, since I've even been looking at, at healthcare, and for decades we've talked about sharing healthcare data and information, but I think we're really close to that becoming a reality. And it will, I think it'll change fundamentally the way we approach applications. I think it'll change the way we approach networks. It'll change the way we approach artificial intelligence in general uh, in a really significant way. So I think innovations around you know, almost unbundling or unbundling the, the workflows will actually create data, this information sharing. So instead of going to a monolithic application to do 99% of your work at a hospital, you know, imagine going to um, you know, 100 different applications, very specifically built to do things incredibly well, where they share a network of data. So maybe you go to a very specific tool for referrals that's just the best at referrals. You have you know, a company of 1,000 people focused on it, sharing data from coast to coast, across the country, across the planet, that's the kind of thing I think is in our future. So it's really unbundling. It's uh, the kind of a particle approach to applications, but these small applications with big networks of data, and that will bring the power. Right now we have big applications with no network of data. That's so true. That, that's all we see right now, these big applications. Uh, I can see that. Well, I, I tell you what, I hope, I hope we see that. I hope we keep making progress towards that. I'm going to keep an eye on that. Last couple of questions here as we start to kind of round this up. Just you personally, no right or wrong answers to any of these. Uh, what do you hope we're celebrating or talking about 12 months from now? So this time next year, you know, I think that we should be looking at 
a few healthcare companies that are that have started in the last five or six years that are now at market caps or at least approaching those that the scale and size that has been traditionally held by incumbents. You know, we need a new class of innovators in healthcare. We need a new class of company to really fill that vacuum. You think about every other industry, they have their big tech disruptor. And the reason why that's important is because they have a lot of R&D dollars to spend at tackling these big gnarly problems. I mean, think about, you know, what Uber did to transportation or Lyft or Tesla or what Amazon did to shopping or what Apple did to music or what Netflix did to videos or you could name every industry, but then there's not one for healthcare. You say what X did for healthcare. There's no real answer. So imagine a new cadre of tech companies that start to form, you know, maybe, you know, the, the Teladoc Livongo uh, merger is the beginning of that, where we see these companies that are very focused in what they do, have incredible R&D budgets to take on really massive problems. And that cadre now supersedes the, the incumbents to create the new important technology of the future. That would be part of, of an amazing future, kind of the next step of where we go after this pandemic. I'm looking forward to seeing that happening. I see so many benefits of that. I do see this general fight against incumbency. It may be the biggest challenge of why healthcare hasn't been disrupted to any greater level than it has up until now and where the greatest opportunity is for innovation from this point. So uh, very interesting. Last real question here. Who do you like to follow? Like, who do you get your news from? What, what industry influencers or leaders or even, you know, media personalities? Uh, who do you follow to see what's going on? And, and, you know, you like to hear what they have to say about stuff. Is there anyone in particular who, who you like to follow? Well, I follow a lot of the, you know, tech crowd. So, you know, some of the, the entrepreneurs and CEOs that have created, you know, really incredible technology companies you know, from, you know, Elon Musk to like the Collison brothers, Jack Dorsey, some of the, you know, the tech entrepreneurs, I follow them. Uh, for healthcare, you know, I follow a lot of, um, I think where I get most of my news in healthcare. I mean, I follow a lot of the, you know, podcast creators, a lot of the editorial writers, a lot of the major publications in healthcare. And I, and I say follow, I mean like on Twitter generally. So, you know, stepping back, Twitter is, a, is probably where I get a lot of my uh, news for better or worse. And then, you know, the like Axios, read Axios, get a lot of information from that. Nice. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm always just curious, you know, where where people are are getting their information. Uh, these days, it's, it just seems uh, more important than ever to stay on top of stuff. So anyway, uh, Sean, as we wind up here, I just want to see what a pleasure it's been uh, to give us this vision of of what can happen now as we kind of keep an eye on on AI and as we really get to start to have a better understanding of what's possible. I think that was my biggest takeaway here. What's possible now as things have progressed, as tools have been developed, and as applications have been created. I uh, just want to thank you for your time here. Uh, what's the best way for listeners to, to reach you if they want to connect with you? Uh, to connect with me, LinkedIn's the best. So just search uh, my name, Sean Lane, and LinkedIn. I think it's the Sean Lane is the, is the actual URL. And then to just hear more about things that I've said around AI and healthcare, you could also just look up my YouTube videos. Uh, it's always a good way. 
Perfect. Well, hey, thanks so much and good luck with everything. We can't wait to keep an eye on everything that happens from here on out for you guys. But uh, what, what a great way to, to help us understand more about AI. Uh, take care, stay safe, stay well, and best of luck with everything you've got going on. Thanks a lot. Take care. Hey, thanks to Sean, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to be a part of the new digital transformation. You know what would help us tremendously is if you subscribe and you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this program, and go tell your friends. Let them know if you found some value in listening this week. Healthcare App is a member of the Shift.Health content network. Go check it out at Shift.Health. It's podcasts and video series about shifting the way healthcare is experienced. So on behalf of Sean and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap. 